0: the more I realized that it's kind of the themes that I love that really kept me fulfilled while also going to business school. I was like, you know what, I want to uh, find a way that I can bridge the gap between, you know, basketball and business and really help, you know, a, a, uh, a group of people that I really care about, you know, in athletes, uh, optimize their success for their entire lives and help them not only in their basketball careers, but, during it and for their lifetime and beyond it.
1: Welcome to the Court to Corporate podcast. I'm your host, Kirby Porter. On this show, we sit down with current and former athletes to discuss their personal playbooks and dive deeper into how it has translated into success and lessons outside the game and in the business world. You can find this podcast on your favorite streaming platform or at courttocorporate.com. Court to Corporate is all about amplifying the journey of athletes in corporate America and showcasing how your athletic influence can serve to build your path. Stay up to date with more content and perspectives across all of our social platforms. These will be linked in the show notes or they can be found on our website. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. All right. Hey, so welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Courts of Corporate podcast. This is episode 19, so growing and glowing over here. And if you're listening to this and you're also looking at your phone, you notice that we have some new faces, i.e. me, on the podcast art. So hope you guys enjoy that. Let us know your thoughts on the cover. All right, so getting into today's guest, today's guest is Henry Lowe, Villanova Mints basketball alum and founding partner at Pro Capita Partners. Today's conversation is all about Henry's journey from player to coach and now entrepreneur. What you'll hear is how the passion that he found for the game as an athlete on the men's basketball team has allowed him to make an impact on both sides of the game. So as a player and coach and now as an entrepreneur that is literally empowering athletes through the output of his work. So today we go through his time in Jersey and talk about how he owned his role and earned his scholarship on the national championship team at Villanova. We talk about what sparked his passion to pursue coaching at Villanova following an internship in finance at Morgan Stanley the summer before. And then we dive into what sparked him to eventually bridge basketball and business again and ultimately jumpstart his entrepreneurial journey at Pro Capita. Throughout, we talk lessons in leadership, how he and his co-founders turned their passion for helping athletes into a business, and what skill sets he's leveraging from the game into his career today. So hope you guys enjoy. Here is our conversation. I think we have a lot to cover off today. You had a really casual college basketball experience, you know, two championships, and now you're in your own business. So (laughs) I think we have a lot to (laughs) unpack and a lot of good topics. So let's just hop right into it. How about you start off by telling us about yourself and your journey to where you are now?
0: Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, New York City, born and raised, you know, proud New Yorker, uh, Grew up here on every side, went to a small private school called Dalton, uh, you know, fantastic experience, ended up, uh, you know, getting the opportunity to go to play at Villanova uh, on their men's basketball team uh, in a preferred walk-on role. Uh, you know, it's connected to Coach Wright through a gentleman by the name of Howard Garfinkel, um, who, uh, you know, rest in peace to him, but he uh, was one of the founders of Five Star, you know, kind of was collaborating with him back and forth, like helping me find a uh, a spot in college. So uh, right after I graduated high school, was right on Novus campus. Uh, spent four years there. Uh, my senior year, we won the national championship, which was awesome. You know, I was very lucky. And then uh, from there, I, you know, thought I wanted to stay uh, in in the coaching world. Uh, so I uh, took a position as a graduate assistant on Coach Wright's staff. Did that for two years. Got my MBA at night. Uh and from there, you know, kind of realized that, you know, coaching, coaching was awesome. It was great. But I think uh, you know, wanted to have a little bit more of a balance of business and basketball. Um, and uh that's what led me to uh where I am now at Pro Capita.
1: Talk to us about just the journey of earning your spot. What what was that process of becoming a walk on and earning your full athletic scholarship there?
0: Definitely. Um, you know, it was uh it was a very interesting process. You know, I think uh, for sure, a role change you know I think definitely went to college, you know thinking i was thinking I was the best player, you know I think
1: uh Don't we all <laughs>
0: yeah we, we definitely do uh, I'm a major culprit of that, you know, um but uh you know once I got there, I kind of realized what what my role was gonna be um, and really you know embraced it. it it was tough at first, you know, but uh you know, had that expression, you know, if you're the best player in the gym, you got to find another gym, I was kind of the direct opposite of that. I was like, you know, you're you're the worst player in the gym. You know, you better stay here for a long time you're going to learn a lot, you know? Um, And, uh, you know, it was uh, from there. I mean, the four years in undergrad was awesome. The team, my teammates were amazing, you know, highest character guys, I think, uh, you know, throughout the NCAA, uh, super talented athletes, super talented in the classroom, right? Individuals. Uh, And then you couple that with, Uh, you know, as staff that, uh, you know, nobody cares more about their players in the country. And I think, uh, you know, balance is basketball success while also preaching about the need to succeed off the court as well. Um, And to just be in that environment, super intense to be able to compete like that uh, was unbelievable, you know, and that's uh, true. I think almost in any role that you're in, you know, just to be able to, if you're that kind of personality, to be able to be in that environment and learn and just grow as a person, uh, in that 18 to 22 year old range uh was fantastic you know i mean from going from a walk-on to earning a scholarship you know i was awarded the scholarship when i was a senior um it was really uh you know sort of honoring the commitment and sort of service to the program that coach Ray gave uh and the reason coach Ray gave me the scholarship and it was uh and that was one of the cooler cooler days i'd say of my basketball career just because um, you know, it's nice to sort of work extremely hard at something and, you know, see see the return on that as well. And, you know, to have it be from from a man that is, uh, you know, super respected in basketball, someone that I consider a mentor and a close friend. Um, it was, uh, you know, truly an amazing experience.
1: Of course, sounds very special. And I think so much of, of what you just said there, uh, something that stood out to me was what you said in owning your role. It it sounds like, you know, when you came in, you're expecting it to be one thing because of what we're all used to in high school and you get there. And for you, it's a bit different (laughs) because you're playing on a a number one team, right? But I I think it comes with an adjustment at first, but I definitely want to talk about how that progression was for you from A, earning it to B, owning it. But ultimately you were really able to add value. And I think it, it comes across when you, you see what your players uh, sorry, what your teammates and coaches say about you and and earning that spot on the other side as a coach as well. So let's just walk through that. Let's talk about first like the process for you and earning your role, like at the time, did you feel it was more mental or physical? You just mentioned you got there, you're like, okay, I have to put this work in, but what was that mental component and was that a little bit more of what you needed to get your foot in the door?
0: Definitely. You know, I think, uh, you know, you just touched on it, the whole idea of adding value, Uh, you know, to have that role change to go from, you know, thinking you're the best player on the team to really, you know, going hang them up in some ways and kind of going to like a player coach, you know, and to be able to kind of work through and kind of reject your ego and be like, you know what, like, this is what my job is going to be. You know, I think that was a tough pill to swallow initially, you know, but I kind of just like, uh, working through that looked around and was like, wow, I'm around some of the best athletes in America, the best people. And this is, uh, you know, one of the most amazing opportunities I'm beyond privileged to be here. So I was just extremely hungry to, to add value. You know, I wanted nothing more than to see our team succeed. You know, I first got there, uh, the Villanova team, uh, the year before, you know, did not have, uh, one of the better records in Villanova 3. We were in a pretty interesting place, almost, I won't say rebuilding, but I think, uh, you know, just really need to refine ourselves uh, and kind of uh, build back up uh, our culture that was extremely strong. And that was sort of something that uh, that I, I took to heart as, you know, what I, I was able to add, you know, from from a physical standpoint, you know, sure, I had to absolutely battle guys, you know, bring toughness every day. And, you know, whenever you're in there, it was my job to kind of challenge and make sure that uh, guys were ready to play, you know, uh, when it came to game day. Uh, but uh, the mental side, you know, reinforcing our core values to guys, um, living uh, truly living our culture every day and leading from the front in that regard, you know, I, was not, I would not have been able to ask or, uh, you know, reinforce our core values unless I was living them myself. You know, and I think that's uh, the general lesson in leadership that, uh, you know, I learned from Coach Ray and I think it's just a general best practice. You know, you got to live it every day before – Uh, You know, can really have the security in yourself to ask someone else to do something and uh, do so with credibility. Um, But uh, it was a super interesting transition in role. But you know, when you have sort of the ability to be part of something special like that, and uh, you know, you felt like it was special truly because of the people that were there um, and what we were all trying to accomplish as a unit. um, I just wanted to figure out by any means how I could add value, how I could contribute to our team's success, and. You know, that was kind of in more of a player coach uh, kind of uh, role, which uh, you know I really just embraced and kind of ran with, probably starting midway through my freshman year.
1: I mean, for me, like, I'm kind of just thinking, A, back to my freshman year when I wasn't playing, what you just said is something that I needed to hear. I think all freshmen need to hear in terms of how you can lead or how you can influence when you're not... Making the direct impact on the court, it all starts with buying in from a mental perspective, right? And when you're fully totally. bought in, that's when that's when you have the authority to then contribute to the team, to then have your teammates believe in you, and that you're you're you know you you believe in the larger mission there. So, totally with you on that. Um, talk more about the culture. So I, I think you really hit on it, but. What what was the greatest thing that you took away from the lessons from Jay Wright, from the lessons from Villanova basketball culture at large?
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, there are so many, uh, you know, could probably do it on like three or four podcasts if you ever want to have me back on. <laughs> um, but, uh, you can do that. You yeah, can. no, um, I think if I, if I had to pinpoint one, um, it would really be, uh, you, you know, the ability to bring it every day, you know, meaning that you know, however, regardless of how you wake up in the morning and how you're feeling, you know, working to get yourself to a point uh, of intensity and getting yourself ready to compete. You know, we had a saying, uh, you know, when you step over the lines, you know, nothing else matters, uh, like 94 by 50 feet, right? And that's all dimensions of the basketball court. And I think that was something that uh, as a team, we really all believed in and took to heart, you know, it was sort of this like, liberating feeling that you know whatever's going on in your personal life whatever's going on in your family life you know you once you step through those lines you know that you know you had that all-in mentality everyone there was there to you know further along our mission and was there to you know uh really push for the success of the team you know depending on each other and i think um that was really special you know i think that's something i've definitely uh, it's gonna sound crazy, but I think about that 94 by 50 feet thing when I uh, step into the office every day. You know, it's like yeah, once you go through that door, uh, regardless of what's going on, you know, my my coworkers are depending on me to produce. They're depending on me to be at my best. You know, and it's my duty to, regardless of what's going on in my life or how I'm feeling on a certain day, it's my duty to bring my best to them. Um, so I think just preparing yourself uh, to you know to attack each day and really ensure that uh, you know you're in a position to compete at the highest level. Um, that's something that's ingrained into all the one of the basketball players and you can see it you know how uh, you know some of our guys in the league play, you know even you know, I think of a guy like Kyle Lowry who you know is an NBA all-star you know people think that you know when you rise to that level of success that you can kind of take time off or you know take certain breaks and I think he's the epitome of it, you know he every regular season game is getting people up, playing playing hard, you know, really, uh, you know, competing. And that's, uh, that's really what we were all about at Villanova.
1: And that's actually a perfect segue. We will get into the coaching and, and Pro Capita as well. And I think what you just mentioned, there's a lot of similarities in terms of the passion that you had for coaching and how that's translated to what you're doing now. But Let's first start with when you interned at Morgan Stanley going into your senior year. You mentioned that after, at the conclusion of your senior year, you thought you wanted to do coaching. Talk to us a little bit about that summer and what led you to that internship.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, So that summer I interned at Morgan Stanley, uh, you know, was a normal college kid. I had no idea what the hell I wanted to do. Um, And, uh, you know, kind of after my senior year, you know, I think it was a really life-changing opportunity that i had um that uh you know really led me to take uh take on the coaching role uh which was you know uh dante divincenzo who now uh is a player for the milwaukee bucks and eric pascal uh you know dante they're both red shirts you know dante got injured about in the middle of the season and then eric had transferred from fordham um and Uh, on top of all the other practice hours, you know, they were practicing with our team, you know, lifting with our team. There was, uh, you know, extra kind of redshirt workouts. You know, we wanted to make sure that um, they were, while the other team was, you know, while while the other guys on our team were playing games or uh, resting up, they were getting better. You know, that was like their year to really uh, attack their personal development. And uh, alongside one of our assistants, uh, Kyle Neptune, Um, you know, I had to walk on, I didn't need to be fresh for games either, as I'm sure you can imagine. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, we, uh, um, we would do these workouts, right. And they were that, you know, hour, hour and a half long on top of all that other stuff going on that we had. And it was, you know, some of the most intense experiences of my life. And I think, um, it was really exciting to see from where they started at the beginning of the year. Uh, and all the work that they put in and, you know, really driving them and, you know, was not definitely not always nice. You know, we were really like pushing them to, uh, to you know, achieve and kind of unlock their best that was inside them. And I think to be part of that and see, uh, you know, how that could really sort of uh, set a guy on the right path and kind of propel him to the success and, you know, reach the potential that he has within, I think, was really inspiring to me. You know, it was great to work with Kyle Neptune. You know, I think, is one of the best in the business at, uh, individual player development. And then to see two kids with serious talent, you know, learn concepts, gain skills and really, uh, take their game to the next level. That was, uh, the catalyst for me really wanting to get involved in coaching and kind of have an impact on guys' lives from that basketball angle.
1: Yes, of course. Can we talk about that a little bit more? Because I think as, as players, we know the impact that coaches have had on our lives, um, and I think what you really just hit on is that it's the the desire to to want to be a part of that process, to want to be a part of empowering and inspiring players to be more to fulfill their potential. Do do you think everyone understands that about the coaching profession and the why behind people do it? Um, I, I think seeing your your interview where it was kind of a reflection and you were talking about a lot of things you just said. I, I want to impact that a little bit more because I think that's something that we understand from the inside looking in. But just taking a step back, I, I, I'm not sure if everyone really understands the impact that coaches have um, when they have that mentality. So I'd love to hear more about how you saw that as well throughout your staff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it starts from the top. You know, this is kind of the messaging from Coach Wright about, you know, what the profession was, you know, and it's really uh, a teaching job, you know, as a coach you're a teacher, you know, you're also a, a servant leader, you know, I think you're there to really instill a feeling in your players that everything that I'm doing on a day to day is geared towards helping you become the best person, player, uh, man, woman that you can be, you know, and really set you up for success in sports, but also, you know, hopefully ingrain the intangibles and the skills to, uh, help you success be successful for the rest of your life. You know, I think, um, that's something that, you know, even though I'm not in that role now, um, necessarily in some regards, you know, it's, uh, something I really miss. I think it was really, uh, what kept me around it for those two years after college was, you know, to be part of that process and see somebody develop and kind of be part of, uh, you know, their sort of journey, uh, see them adapt and to sort of gain different things and really tap into to their talent level, you know, and bridge talent and work ethic. You know, I think it's a really, really special thing. And I think, uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for our staff. I'm still extremely close to all of them because, you know, you're really, it's a, it's a family atmosphere at Villanova. You know, I think uh, everyone on the staff there is super tapped into, um you know these guys are here for a certain amount of time while they're here you know they might not love us you know but they're absolutely going to appreciate um the commitment the work the strategy and just the sheer will uh that we're going to provide them um to really sort of uh achieve you know their goals and dreams and uh it is a it's, it's a it's a tough job you know between the the recruiting and you know uh, day-to-day management of operations and then just really developing our players it's uh not an easy profession by any means there's so much that goes into it um that i don't know if you're if you're on the outside world even when i was a player you know when i was a you know a walk-on for four years you know i didn't quite know everything that went into it you know and once i was on staff i was like wow i cannot believe that uh this much is this much more it has really going into it you know but uh it's a special job, and I think um, the ability to teach and impact uh, you know young men and women uh, at a time time period in their lives, eighteen to twenty two that's critical um, is uh, is very special, and I think uh, anybody that's in it, you know you know they're likely in it to just for all the right reasons, you know which is just to really help others and sort of propel them to success
1: of course. So let's talk about those two years and your mindset going into it. so when you started back at Villanova, actually first, I just want to know how how was it being on the other side because it was immediately after you graduated
0: yeah it was it was an interesting transition, right You know I mean uh to go from you know, you know phil Phil booths and Eric used to call me a uh, fed you know which was basically uh you know, I was I was uh, one of the the nerd enforcers. You know, that was now on the other side. You know, which was a bit daunting at first. You know, because I mean, you know, to have guys like Josh Hart, Daryl Reynolds, Chris Jenkins. You know, one year below me. You know, living in the rooms of those guys, to then being in that player sort of coach graduate assistant dynamic. Um, it's it's really different. You know, I think there was an adjustment period, but I think uh, you know, I uh, I think. I adapted, I think we sort of adapted our relationship and it was a bit more seamless, I would say, uh, just because of my role as a walk-on, you know, you're kind of like a player a coach to begin with. So, um, you know, there, there was that sort of six month curve where you're like, wow, this is way different. And, you know, how I got to figure out how to interact, you know, but I think, uh, you know, it was, it was an eye-opening experience in, in all the best ways. And I think, uh, you know, it was a very, very rewarding, rewarding two years.
1: Of course. So I know you also got your MBA while you were coaching for those two years. So heading in, did you see this as a long term career path for you, or were you kind of parallel pathing a little bit?
0: Yeah, I really, I really did. You know, for for the first full year, I would say uh, as a, as a GA, and you know, I was all in. You know, it was like I absolutely want this to be my life. You know, I think I think probably about my second summer as a GA. I kind of realized that, you know, I really loved themes. I loved helping people in their lives. I loved um, that player development process, right? I loved kind of figuring out how I can help others optimize their own success rather than my own. And I think the more I realized that it was kind of the themes that I loved that really kept me fulfilled while also going to business school, I was like, you know what? I want to uh, find a way that I can bridge the gap between you know basketball and business, and really help you know a a, uh, a group of people that I really care about, you know in athletes uh, optimize their success for their entire lives and help them not only in their basketball careers, but during it and for their lifetime and beyond it. And that was kind of the catalyst. Um, it was you know informed by a just going through the process of kind of learning the ropes of coaching. Um, and, uh, then also going to business school at night and having the opportunity to learn from, you know, extremely highly successful, uh, professionals in the Philadelphia area, got professors like Jeremy keys, you know, in the marketing department there. It was, uh, it was awesome. But I think, uh, you know, as once I kind of realized that I was kind of ready to take the next step. Um, and then that's when I met, uh, about, about when I kind of realized that you know, that's when I met my other two, uh, Founding partners, but but I will say to leave to leave was extremely difficult. You know, one of the harder conversations I've had, uh, just because I cared so much and there's so much uh, I feel like uh, of myself that I I learned there and got there and feel extremely privileged to have. You know, so to to take that next step was difficult.
1: What you just mentioned there, and that it's the themes that excited you, I think that's really important to hear because that is kind of the baseline right for what you're doing now would love to hear more just about how how pro capita started like let's just start super basic level like what was the first conversation for you that sparked this idea and helped you see this as as a next step for you
0: for sure yeah so i uh it's on our website actually but uh it says on our culture page you know it's quote i started it started at the kitchen table um and it really was, a, yeah, no, it was a,
1: uh, am probing questions here. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Uh, it it was a truly a kitchen table conversation, you know, and it was, uh, you know, our, our group of founders is an extremely uh, unique group of people. I, 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 believe, um, yeah, I met our CEO, uh, over during my, the course of my career at Villanova, uh, Joseph Greco, um, Joe is for sure, which is what I usually call him. Um, but, uh, and he, uh, you know, serial entrepreneur has started, uh, multiple businesses and succeeded in all of them. Um, and somebody that I have, you know, extremely high, uh, levels of respect for, um, as both a, a person and as a businessman, uh, got in touch with him. And then also, uh, Alvin Williams, who, you know, was a fantastic player at Villanova, one of the most humble guys you'll ever meet. Um, uh, I and I'm always hyping him up, uh, much to his dismay <laughs> because, uh, know it's funny to push the buttons but uh we really got got together at the kitchen table one day and uh had a conversation that was as basic as let's figure out a solution and a resource base that can help athletes better handle you know the uh challenges and opportunities that come you know with their careers and then also this sudden entrance into newfound wealth um both very uh Challenging things to have to deal with at a, at a young age, where you know most most of us are still kind of developing and hopefully you know getting to a level where we can experience those kinds of challenges. You know, um, for our athlete it comes very quickly. You know, so to be able to create, it started with that, and then we we're like, you know what, let's uh, let's let's engineer a team that can really help us, you know, accomplish this mission, and uh, you know the rest is, was uh, is history. You know, it's about a year and a half ago now.
1: It's amazing. I actually want to take a step back here. I think something unique you just mentioned is that Joe and Alvin are both relationships. I'm assuming you formed while an undergrad at Villanova. Can you talk about how those started? How did you first get in contact? I think um, something that is a real unique opportunity for athletes is to leverage their alumni base. We'd we'll just love to hear about how you started to form those relationships.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, very lucky as I think anybody that goes to Villanova is, you know, we have, I believe, and I'm clearly extremely biased, uh, you know, the best alumni network in the country. Uh Villanovans take care of, of take care exactly. Villanovans take care of Villanovans though. And I think uh, you know, it's uh just you know, we share a lot of the same values and I think that's extremely important. But uh I actually didn't really know Joe or Alvin when I was an undergrad. Um I had known them, seen them around the gym, you know, at different events and stuff. Joe supported the was a supporter of the basketball program um, and really, you know, has been part of the Villanova family for, for about 20 years. Um, but uh, when I was an undergrad, you know, didn't interact with them a ton, uh, ended up getting connected right, uh, like, around the time when I realized I kind of wanted to take more of a business path through uh, our assistant coach, George Halkovich, uh, you know, who was a mentor to me, and he advised me, you know, Joe is a fantastic Uh, person, first and foremost, and, uh, you know, an absolute animal in business. Uh, I think you guys should sit down and talk. Uh, And then Alvin and I, from there, uh, you know, Joe had been in initial conversations with Alvin talking about uh, this sort of idea of, you know, just helping athletes better handle their money and how they can kind of, we can create this resource base. And all of us kind of came at it from different angles, you know, but I think we were very aligned in terms of our, our vision and our passion for the mission of our business. And, uh, you know, when we got together, it was pretty much, you know, like we'd known each other for for a long time, you know, staying, staying up late at night, you know, while I was still a GA, kind of, uh, working at Joe's kitchen table, having conversations, figuring out how we were going to really do this and, uh, um, true, true pure play startup at the time, you know, and has sort of grown to something now that, uh, you know, has been uh, very special, I and mean, I feel feel lucky to kind of have the people involved that we do, and uh, to, to be able to start a business with two people that you not only really like but also have highest levels of respect for uh, is uh, is an awesome thing.
1: So let's talk a little bit more about that progression. And I think you just alluded to it, but started at a kitchen table. It's been a year and a half what were those first more so like tactical steps for you guys? Like what were the first steps? What were the first clients? How did you, you build this from concept to something tangible? And we don't have to get too far in the weeds, but we'd just love to hear, you know, for people that, are, that want to apply their passions, that um, are passionate about sports business, passionate about giving back through this lens, um, I think it's very impactful when you are passion driven, but how do you then act on it? We'd we'll love to just hear about that process for you guys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think uh, our our combination of experience, you know, Joe's long term background in business, starting, building, scaling businesses, you know, Alvin's experience in sports, uh, you know, being a player himself. You know, I enjoyed a great career in the NBA before, uh, you know, a knee injury kind of sidelined him over time. And then my background from Villanova, you know, we all kind of uh, brought different skill sets to the table. Um, and it was really, you know, sort of a day by day process. Right. And I think we had to really sort of be patient with that, you know, and, uh, that was sort of as, as a young professional, someone who's, you know, I'd say pretty out of their mind in myself, you know, um, it was, a, uh, it was a hard thing to digest, right. That, you know, it actually takes time to uh, build something special. Right. I'm like, wow, you know, now I feel enlightened that I, uh, I know that At the time I was pulling my hair out. Right. But I think, uh, you know, Joe just in his expertise was like, you know, wait for it, just take it day to day. And like, you know, we really uh, need to just get the right people involved, put together the right pieces. That's what any good entrepreneur does. Um, And, uh, you know, I trusted that process and, uh, you know, we got the right team involved. You know, all of our our people here are really what is our strength. Um, It's really a true uh, team of talented individuals. And I think, uh, you know, we're all on the same mission here, which is, you know, to have a, a best-in-class business, but also, you know, serve our clients in a best-in-class way. And I think, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, first and foremost, most important. It's always the people.
1: So tell us about your day-to-day within this, within you, Alvin, and Joe. What are you overseeing and what are you leading?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, I lead business development efforts and initiatives for us, you know, so really thinking through corporate strategy, how are we going to ca- kind of uh, create different sets of opportunities for our, for our clients, and then really going on winning new business. Uh, you know, I love building relationships. I love, uh, you know, seeing what a guy's current situation is and figuring out how we can plug different things in to really help them. Um, and that's sort of, uh, and that was my natural uh, sort of progression into my role, you know, and I know it's overall kind of management, whatever comes up. I also lead, uh, you know, our digital brand and marketing efforts, uh, which which is an exciting process as well. Um, but, uh, you know, we each have our own roles in this team. You know, I think, uh, we have about eight people total now that work with us and, uh, you know, each one of them has their different skills and expertise. And I think, um, you know, we're all sort of us working together as a unit is really, uh, what gets the job done. It's not any one person. It's not me. It's not Joe. It's not Alvin. Um, it's really all of us working together towards, uh, different goals. So I think just having that approach here and, um, vibe is really what has enabled us to kind of succeed and continue to move move the ball forward.
1: Sounds a lot like what we just talked about in owning your role. So <laughs> <laughs> love when these conversations come full circle. In your role, I I know um you just mentioned a few things there. How what what are your, you know, prioritization skill sets here? Because it's business development, it's new partnerships, it's digital social how How do you then reel it in on a day to day um just managing these different priorities?
0: yeah, I mean, I think it's really I leverage a lot of sort of my time as an athlete to be honest uh you know as a student athlete, you're juggling a million things right you're getting in at four a m you know on the plane from Creighton and taking a test in an eight a m class right i think you're uh, always...
1: That sounded very specific. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: That's literally true yeah, <laughs> story. Very specific. Sort, you know? um, but yeah. uh, it's, uh, you know, just having those experiences uh, in college and then, uh, you know, it's the ability to kind of wear many hats, right? You're wearing your, your athlete hat, you leave the locker room and all of a sudden, you know, you got your student hat on, maybe you're involved in different things on campus. Um, you just have to be able to have many balls in the air at once and double them all equally and succeed in all of them, right? And I think... You know, it, it is possible to do that, but you have to be extremely disciplined with your time. I think you got to, you know, weigh value and understand what needs to be, to be prioritized and accomplished. And I think just staying focused. And I think, you know, there is also no secret. Uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, you can't prioritize anything. Everything's important. You got to be willing to, uh, mm-hmm. to stay up late and just get it done by any means. You know, I think uh, that's an approach that we all bring uh, to the table on our team. You know, we got a lot of pretty much all of us are former athletes, uh, you know, either division one or division three. And it's, uh, you know, we bring that attitude into the, uh, into the office every day, which is, you know, it enables us to sort of all wear many hats in this, you know, beginning stages of our business and, and still you know accomplish the mission.
1: I know we talked about Matt Hillman's episode earlier and he actually just mentioned what you just said and that his, his team at Cut and Sewer, you know, his experiences working with smaller companies, really replicated that team experience for him that he had while playing at Carnegie Mellon. Do you do you see that on a day to day? I think you mentioned a lot of these things. You're playing a role. You guys all bring the same mindset. You guys all have similar backgrounds. How does that manifest and how how you guys are operating?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely see that. You know, I think, uh, you know, it's absolutely all about our culture here. You know, we have very clear leadership values um, that we all stick to and adhere to. You know, and that's sort of, you know, my sort of spin on core values. I say leadership values instead, try to get creative there, you know. But, uh, you know, it is absolutely that team, team sport environment, right? You have a diverse group of people, personalities, you know, sets of experience, And you're coming together around a common goal, you know, and for us, instead of championships, you know, that goal is to serve our clients in in an investing class way, you know, and really uh, continue to ensure that, you know, we have a a leading business model that's innovating, remaining entrepreneurial, staying lean, and really, uh, uh, you know, accomplishing more with less. You know, I think uh, that's sort of the job of any entrepreneur in any new business is to, you know, make sure that you're squeezing out every last, drop of juice from every resource you have and i think um you know it's it's definitely a challenge right i i, I don't want to minimize that you know having all of these different responsibilities and stuff wearing many hats is uh an easy thing to do you know but i think uh when you do have sort of all of these really unique talented people around you you know it's uh you know playing off of one another collaborating just like you would in the game you know uh, like a basketball game a football game you know you're relying on the person that's sitting next to you and, you know, the person that's sitting two seats from you. And it's, uh, you know, we all trust that, you know, that we'll, we'll work to, uh, you know, continue to move our goals forward and we can depend on one another, which is a fantastic experience to work in every day.
1: Would love to wrap up with advice that you have for current student athletes that are interested in entrepreneurship. What can they do now? I know for you, you were thinking about coaching while you were in undergrad your senior year, but if you had to go back, what are some muscles that you would flex right now um, in order to prepare yourself to embark on a similar journey to yours?
0: Yeah, I would definitely say just learn and be curious. You know, I think you know, those are some of our uh, – as a part of our uh, leadership values here. and It's uh, you know, just never stop learning, right? If you want to go into an entrepreneurial venture – whatever idea you have at the beginning, right? Maybe sort of like high level vision, you know, it'll stay the same, but all of these things that, you know, lead to the accomplishing, to the accomplishment of that vision, you know, that's gonna change, you know, day in, day out. You know, I think making sure that you're staying on yourself to learn, you're really uh, able to, you know, handle the risks here and there that you need to take, handle the stress, you know, make sure that you have, uh, you know, a good structure in place personally, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's a challenging path to go just the entrepreneurial route, but I think it's extremely rewarding to be able to, uh, you know, create a culture, to be able to, you know, select the team that you're working with and go into battle with each day and competing with on a day-to-day basis, you know, just remaining, like, ensuring that, you know, you're sweating every detail, you're learning on an ongoing basis, and you're really ready to kind of do whatever it takes to succeed, I think, uh, that's you know what any entrepreneur needs and i think you know leverage people be vulnerable ask questions reach out for help here and there you know i think all of those things combined really uh put you on a path towards success you know and uh you know by any means i feel you know, i shouldn't be advising anybody yet you know i'm clearly on the learning curve myself you know but i hope i uh never lose that kind of mentality just like our ceo hasn't you know just like alvin hasn't no matter what age you are you should always be learning and really enhancing your skill set on day to day. So that's, that's the advice I would give as uh, a new entrepreneur.
1: <laughs> All right, thanks for listening into to this episode. In the meantime, we want to hear from you. Stay connected, leave us a comment on Apple Podcast, DM us, or contact us on our website. Whatever is easiest. We want to know your feedback and what questions you have. Otherwise, we'll be back soon with more athletes, more perspectives, and more pro tips on the way.